Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello there, welcome to the Naked Professors podcast. On today's show, we have the wonderful person that is Matt Willis from the from the world-renowned band Busted and McBusted. And Ben, what an absolute treat he was, right? He was great, you know, I was so impressed with how open he was with us. You know, he was a man who we, in many ways has achieved the ultimate dream for so many kids, you know, but yet it hasn't been plain sailing for him all the way. He's had challenges yeah. and what was inspiring about him is that he faced them head on and he freely admits every day he has to work. You know, it's not easy for him. Well, that's the one thing that stuck out for me. Like, I've always looked at Matt and he's been, been a bit of a hero for mine because I've known him and his wife for a very long time and, and I've always gone, oh, he's got it right. He's sorted and everything's fine. He had difficult times 10 years ago, but he's, 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 it's all good. But he opened up and shared this wonderful thing that he still has to work on this every single day. It's, it's a process like everybody else and, and his, his, his open openness as well about his addiction was incredible I want to say a massive thank you for that man and as well breathing exercises and as well a weird like social media addiction that he has too he just really shared which is what we're all about right he was exactly we want to have more of those conversations and that was exactly the type of thing that we want to have you know, yeah his, that was for me I love having those conversations it was inspiring it was open it was vulnerable uh, he was incredible and a massive shout out to River Island as well a massive shout out to Giles for sorting out the style studio for us to record this podcast. Ben, take it away. Today we give you Mr. Matt Willis. Welcome to the Naked Professors podcast. Matt Willis, how are you? Hi, hi. A severe lack of nakedness, just like to I'm add. sorry about that. Yeah, I was you expecting like so much more. Very <laughs> disappointed. Oh, there's still time. Yeah. Yeah. There's still time. There's still time. There's sweaty room that we're in. <laughs> I've been yeah, drinking exactly. all morning. Exactly. <laughs> Is that the main reason you were here? That's the, the only reason oh, I said God. yes. Right. Naked Professors in. Yeah. I mean, we're becoming known for this now, yeah, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> how are you, Matt? Do you know what? I'm really good. Yeah. I'm really good. I've just come back. I've been in Ibiza for four days on a really chill kind of like time away with my wife, just me and her, no kids, oh, which was kind of, um, which was really nice. We haven't done that in years and it was just, um, it was great. So I feel very zen right now. Oh, good. We yeah. called it a good time. You called me at a very good time. Oh, yeah. lovely stuff. Yeah. I saw that you went to a boot camp. 
yes, yeah, yeah. We How went was to, that? Um, to the boot camp in Ibiza. Yeah, it was. Pretty, do you know, what? it was great. Like we only we only went there for like um, for the for the whole day on Monday. My my wife Emma goes there all the time, mm. and um, and it's like um, it's kind of like a like a life overhaul kind of place. Like you go there, you learn lots about kind of meditation and breath work and loads of exercise mm. and kind of like diet and nutritional courses and stuff like that. Like it's a really great thing. But um, I'm a bit of a nutrition dork. Oh, so okay. I, I've always been um, I've always been kind of skeptical of going there, if I'm honest, because I'm like I don't really agree with what they say about food. So I was oh, kind really? of like, wow. um, but then I went there and I learned loads, and yeah, I was like, yeah. this is actually quite well, interesting. This is an interesting place, actually, Ben. Yeah. You might have heard about this. This is the Ibiza Body Boot Camp. Yes. I went there two years ago. Oh, did you? Right. I did a full week there. Right. And I lost my mind, found it again, yeah. and all the stuff is they completely get rid of sugar out of your diet. Ben, the chef there, is yeah. amazing. Isn't yeah, it? incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you just you act silly in front of people. You mm. dress up like it, I saw that you were dressed up the other in day. In a were dress, you, yeah. You were in a dress. Yeah, that's yeah, my go to. That was normal, right? Everybody that's else quite, is dressed up yeah, around yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen you, I I've seen you wear nail varnish. Yes, yeah, many, many times. But, so, no, so they make you dress up. Is that part of the challenge? They offer it to or you. Yeah. Okay. So it's a weird to be silly. It, to be silly, Amazing. to be out, to be a different version of yourself. Um, the eat healthy, you get rid of all sugar, so you go through that kind of sugar pang thing after the third day or something. Yeah, and and you have that kind of oh, mm. I need sugar headache, mm. and then you do yoga and and, and a, like a, what do they call it? A yomp in the morning, like a big trek, a hike yeah, in the we morning. Yeah, we did a big hike. We did a big hike. And it's 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 fantastic, isn't it? Wow. It's amazing. And you can just it? dip into that. That's what you did. You did well, two days. We just did two days, like because because Emma knows them quite well. We kind of just popped in, like Emma goes once twice a year she came yeah. you know and um and we just went in for the day on monday which was the hardcore day which was wicked and then um and then we did the hike on tuesday and on monday i had a really strange experience like um because i'm a bit i don't know like I, I love the idea of the kind of hippie stuff right i love the <laughs> idea of it but yeah. actually doing it i find quite hard like, yeah like meditation i find almost impossible i try really hard at it which yeah. is probably the reason I don't get it. You've got you know, to let go Exactly, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, and then there was this, um, then there was this class, this, um, so we did a bit of yoga, and then we did something called a breath work class. Oh. Ooh. And I was like, I was like, I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit. I was yeah. like, this is an hour long, oh my God. You know, so, um, and Emma didn't do it, because Emma um, had done it before, and it didn't do anything for her, so she went right. and sat in the sun, but I was already sat down, so I was like, oh, I'm in it now. I'm doing okay, it, I'm oh, already God, breathing. It's going to be an hour, and I'm a bit sleepy. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm really excited you know, about you, where you're going to go with this, because I've done some. Dude, yeah, I you do this all the time. I had, I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably one of the most powerful experiences of my life yes. in this one hour of breathing. Yeah. Like, Are you serious? I, yeah. ca I cannot explain what happened to me. Yeah. Like, um, like it's kind of, um, it's, just, it's just breath. So you just breathe in heavy and relax your breath on the way out. Through your right? mouth? Through my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I literally, I did it for an hour. And the first 10 minutes, nothing really happened. And I was kind of getting a bit dozy. And she kind of came over to me, a teacher, a woman called Sapphire, who was amazing. And she came over to me and she went, what if you just went all the way? Just whispered that to me, what if you just went all the way? Wow. And I was like, okay, right, why not? I'm here, I'm gonna go for it. So I went for it, just relaxed. And something happened to me, like I can't explain. Oh, wow. What, like, so, like some kind of outer body experience happened. My arms were pinned to the ground. Yeah. I was in floods of tears. I can't explain what happened to me. Like something, like something happened and and I've literally then 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 I left <laughs> so I'm like I'm like, I'm like, I'm like I'm this kind of like uh, this raw emotional mess right now 
Um, I just, I, I, so I, I've been researching it all since I left, you know, and I'm just going to go and do some more breathwork classes in London. And, um, and actually the, the woman who did it in, in the body camp is coming back to London in November, so I'm going okay. to see her again. But it was honestly one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. That's but I'm fascinating. not really sure why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard of Wim Hof? Yes, yeah, yeah, the cold guy. Yeah, yeah, so he's able to control his body temperature through his breathing and his mindset. Mm. So right. I think it's related to the carbon dioxide levels. When you breathe aggressively, you reduce the carbon dioxide and your body's capable of doing all sorts of funny stuff. Right. So I think one of the things it does is it shuts off the receptors that uh, instigate pain or tell you that you're in pain. So he's able to do this breathing work and then go and sit in ice baths for a world record amount of times because his body doesn't feel the pain anymore because of the CO2 levels. Right, so there is wow. science behind right. what it does to your body. It's crazy. I, I did a breathing class on Saturday and we went in an ice bath after. Right. Um, and you know, we just jumped in. And it wasn't pleasant, but it was a, literally a bath full of nothing but ice. Oh my God. And we sat there for two yeah. minutes. Um, wow. And it's, it's an incredible experience after having done all the breath work. And mm. like you, you know, I, I call it the claw. My hand kind of claws yeah, yeah. up. You, yeah, yeah. you need wow. to itch and you're like clawing yourself. Yeah, Because <laughs> yeah. um, you can't do it. This you're, is fascinating. It's crazy. Because weirdly and amazingly coincidentally, about five years ago, my ex-girlfriend was very much into breathing and, and uh, she was into, she was like a little fairy. She was amazing. Mm. She introduced me to all this new way of thinking, manifestation, uh, um, all, all the things, all the breathing techniques. So we did this after I had a bit of a tough night. I had a fight with somebody in a bar because she, she was on the telly and stuff and he was being very rude. So I was all a bit caught up and a bit you know, angsty. She took me back and she made me breathe and that happened to me. I thought I was being possessed and all the demons were leaving my body. <laughs> I genuinely thought that because I was clamped to the, on the bed, this is me lying down, my hands were like a claw, just like yeah. that, and I was crying and my mouth was kind of clamped shut a yeah. little bit yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but it felt like something was leaving my stomach and that was one of the worst experiences of my life. I yeah, thought yeah. because I was I was worried, I had no idea. She mm. panicked. Yeah. She, was putting, yeah. she was putting crystals on my chest and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what have yeah, I done yeah, to yeah. him? I've killed, yeah. I've broken Matt. Yeah. Um, but that's possibly what I went through. So I might know yeah. what you went through. That's incredible. Mm. So you can do that and achieve that through breathing and what's the purpose of that? Yeah. What's the point? Well I mean, I'm a there, there, all, skeptic there are all well. sorts of different points. I mean, I was completely a skeptic as well, like you. Mm. It was like, I'm pretty sure I know how to breathe. You know, I'm going to yeah. go to a breathing class. I think I've got that nailed over the last Easy, 37 years. Easy, and it's years. free. Um, <laughs> but, but so I same attitude. And then I, I didn't know. I just went and did it. And I was like, well, hang on a minute. And actually, I felt almost with, with this kind of, kind of tensing of the body stuff, almost a sense of euphoria. Mm. And I, I've never taken any kind of drugs that ever take me into any... Well, I've never taken any drugs, so I don't know. But um, I'm told when I've done it with some people, that there is a sense of, of kind of euphoric experience. High. That you almost mm. get high, yeah, exactly, wow. from that. Mm. Yeah. From and breathing. From breathing. I mean, not you don't get it instantly, but the longer you do it, an hour class, you know, towards the yeah. half an hour, 40 and, minutes. And what's the, the aim? What's the, what's the payoff? All, all sorts of things. I mean, it makes you very present. When you're breathing, your mind can only think of one thing at a time. So yeah. if you're focused purely on your, on your breath, your mind doesn't go anywhere else. You're not thinking of what the shopping you've got to do later or anything else well, that's just for present so that's one basic yeah. thing but I think that sense of euphoria and it can, can just be a really kind of liberating experience that sense of out of body that, that you have yeah, yeah. Like people can take all sorts of different things from it it's a treatment for anxiety 
Mm. Um, there's all sort of very individual experience. People have very different experiences with it, and I'm going to come along with you next yeah, time. Yeah, honestly, definitely. Yeah, like I, I literally after doing it, I, I, I don't really want to do it again, but I feel like I need to do more of that. Yeah, do you know, I just came away going, I need more of that in my life. <laughs> I don't know why, because it's not a very nice experience. But in some way, it was a nice experience. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's like um, it's like for so many years, like I've been. I just did a, like a two-year acting course, and it's like a Meisner technique, and you kind of you, you kind of um, it's to kind of break you down as a as a as a person, mm. so you can be a, a kind of open vessel for acting, right? So it's kind of um, you, she kind of explained it like you go through life and you build up this scaffolding, you know, like that becomes who you are. Like boys don't cry, stiff upper lips, they can't carry on, you know, all this yeah. kind of shit that you tell yourself, right? And that becomes who you pretend to be in a way. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and your I. Your mask, exactly. And I built all these stuff up. And the one I had was showing vulnerability. Like I kind of, I had this big problem with it, especially in class. Like it took a long time for me to be vulnerable with other actors and kind of, the, and, and I think it's, I don't know where it stems from, but it's it's kind of a, a it's kind of a, a blokey bullshit thing. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like to kind mm. of, to feel like this, you know? So I kind of, um, and I had this problem. I couldn't cry, I couldn't break down. And as an actor, that's a real problem. You know, so I found certain ways of doing that and certain triggers to be able to do that, but I wasn't as open as I wanted to be. So I've, I've definitely had a block for that. And something happened on Monday where that wow. lifted. Really? You know, in, 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 during this yeah. breath work, like I was in floods of tears, like crying my eyes. Yeah. And I haven't done that since, like, I can't remember when. Like, I cannot remember ever being like that. Mm. Like Emma was there, right? Mm. She was sat in the by the pool, and she was talking to the woman, saying, "You need to get him out of this. Like <laughs> this is I've never seen. Like this is not him. Like this that he never behaves oh, like this. You know." So she was kind of worried about me, and I came out and I was like, "I actually just had a kind of incredible experience." Yeah. You know. But have um, you tried it then? Since obviously you just no, back. no, no. Yeah, I haven't yeah, tried. Yeah. It. I haven't tried. I don't want to try it on my own. I'm a bit scared. I was going to do it now. <laughs> No, yeah. let's go and do a breathing. Oh, I've yeah, got yeah. a guy, we can do a, a, a three. When I've done it, actually, with other people, I got a really, really powerful sense of connection. And I'm a bit like mm. you, I'm a little bit shut off. You know, tears don't naturally come to me. And yeah. I think as a result, I don't always get a deep connection as, I'm, as I'd like to. Yeah. Because um, I'm not showing that vulnerability. It's something I'm working on as well. But yeah. when I did breathing, I really sensed this connection with the people in the room. I was like, I want to go and have experiences with these people. I want to go and really? do things. Yeah, really yeah. strange. Almost again, this this euphoria, this kind of drug experience where you feel connected to people. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's go and do a three-way breathing it. class. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. It sounds fascinating. Yeah, it really is. Because it, what it leads on to is um, f- uh, finding ways that... Uh, over time, you f- you find ways to to meditate or to find your calm or something. Mm. Uh, over the few years, what's your outlet? What has been your way of finding stillness or gathering your thoughts? Is it because if it's not like meditation, is it like exercise or yeah, weight probably. training? Probably weight training. Yeah, been my thing. Like I'm, I kind of um, I go for, uh, like I love training. Like, I love it. And, I, and to be honest, I'm not really like a kind of guy who kind of wants to take his shirt off and kind of do all that kind of stuff. So I don't even really know why I'm doing it. It's not for vanity. Just, it's not really for vanity. It's just because I really enjoy that time. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, um, and I, 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 I think it's about having nothing else but doing that on my mind. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I go in the gym and I've, I've built a little gym in my garage now. And, um, and I go in there and I shut everything off. I have music on. 
and I just for an hour or an hour and fifteen minutes, depending on how I'm feeling, um, I will just do that. Yeah. You know, and I just yeah. and I just and I, I, I cherish that time. You know, when something like um like for a spell of about six months last year, I couldn't do it. Like I was in the gym, and I was just fanning around, not really not really working out properly and I was and it affected my 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 personality in a way like really? I kind of found myself mm. being a bit more ratty a mm. bit more kind of um uh, a bit more stressed a bit more and everything else was going on outside in my life at the time and I was kind of dealing with a few things so it was kind of um it was all kind of culminating and my workouts just weren't happening and I was kind of you know so um and then once I kind of found that I could get that straight and I got a plan I got a an online guy to train me and kind of give me some structure so at least I knew what to do every day right. which was like a little bit of like a right I'm not really doing anything so I need to find some way to kind of yeah. shut all this so I got some guy and he gave me a program and then um, then and, and then suddenly things started click to back into click place. back into place but um, so that's your form of meditation when you that's what meditation yeah, is you switch yeah. off all the noise and tabs of life isn't it yeah it's yeah. definitely a form yeah. definitely yeah. a form for I'm exactly the same as you I mean the amount of times that I've walked into a gym stressed and full of negativity or just tired or whatever walked into the gym that way and then walked out feeling fresh on yeah. it, inspired. You never regret a workout, right? Yeah, there's what yeah, they say. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Apart from the guy that fell and broke his leg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he regretted that one. Yeah. <laughs> the guy that fell yeah. off the treadmill. Yeah, that yeah. idiot. Yeah. Yeah. He regretted that workout. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm with you. Exercise it, it brings so much. Mm. And it's definitely a form of meditation. I'm, I, sometimes I have my headphones in and I have a yeah. podcast or I have music. And at the end of the session, I'm like, I don't even know what I listened to. I don't know what songs play. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. the podcast said. Mm. I was just doing in that moment I was just doing the exercise and that was all I was focusing on yeah and, you, and for some reason you come out inspired I mean mm. it does you know it releases hormones and there's, there's definitely yeah. that but it's definitely a, a mental process mm. around the exercise that brings you some kind of clarity or yeah. peace or yeah like um, I really miss um I went for a big stage of Bikram yoga for a long time and mm. I kind of um I really miss that in my life um, I can't seem to make anything that where there's a class schedule, I can never make stick I'm in my exactly life. I'm exactly the same. Uh, whenever yeah. I have to stick to anyone else's yeah. schedule, yeah. I can never make it work. Yeah. You know, but um, so it's really annoying. I can't really build my own <laughs> Bikram yoga studio in my house. So I'm, I'm a bit the stuck that. Really, but really that, nice. I mean, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's waking up sweating, Matt's doing yoga again. Namaste. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but it's... Um, uh, but I love that because that was like an that was a real battle to stay in the room at the really beginning, was, you know, yeah. really yeah. was. Yeah. But um, but that like at the end of the class, I would feel euphoric. I would feel like this, like lie down in savasana and just feel incredible. You know, mm. so um, I really miss that. I'm hoping at one point when my kids are a bit older, I can kind of merge that back, Get back into, my into life. it. Yeah. Do you think it's a sense yeah. of accomplishment in all that stuff as well? In that you've just done something that was quite was hard mm. you know like a gym session or you know because I find that with 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 the um uh, the Bikram yoga I don't mm. enjoy it I find it hard but at the end of it I'm kind of pat on the back well done yeah, I got yeah, through completely. that I wanted to leave and I've been mm. through it and, and now there's a sense of pride in who you are you've yeah. done that well done get on with your yeah. day you're feeling good I think it's important to find something that's right for you yeah like a lot of people try it's important to yeah. try everything yeah yeah because I think boxing was my thing because mm. it's it's yeah. tough and I wanted to feel tough in this in this daytime TV world. I just yeah. kind of, and even before that, in 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 my twenties, my father used to be a boxer. I come from that kind of world, and I got into it purely because it was just a bit mean, and I liked it. It was mm. all very condensed. It's it's circuit training. It's yeah. the it's, it's a real hard test of your of your wits, and as well, you get punched in the face. And I think personally, for me, that was 
the most liberating thing because you go, oh my god, that's I just been punched in the face, <laughs> and, and I'm all right. I'm a hard bastard, and it was important to me to have that. And I found that, and there's something I can mm. keep on going. And and then I always in the back of my mind, it's like what I did my shoulder in a couple of years ago, so I couldn't box, yeah. and I was just lost. I was like, I didn't know mm. what to do anymore, so I had to try and find something else. And you eventually do, but it's important, I think, to mm. to try and find something. And it might not even be exercise. It could be reading, mindfulness. Yeah, yeah. It could be learning to read music and playing the piano for an hour a yeah. night, couldn't it? I think that's, yeah. that's I think important. it's a bit of you time, isn't it? A bit of me time. Kindness you know? to yourself. You know, yeah. and this is the thing, like, um, I think we're, especially, you know, being a parent, I think sometimes we, I, I feel like um, it's really bad to want me time. Do you know there's yeah, something yeah. ingrained well, in me? Well, I'm in our DNA mm. and our, on our scaffolding. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. If you're yeah. kind to yourself, you're being selfish. Exactly, you're being selfish. You know, it's when, yeah. when it yeah. actually makes me a better father, a yeah. better husband, a better person, a better friend, if I take this bit of time just to do something for myself every yeah. day. You know, yeah, and, that, and, and we live in that world. We, yeah. I, I especially, I go home... And if I go to the gym more than mm. twice in a couple of days, it's oh look at you go to the gym all the time. Look at you yeah, fancy yeah, pants. Yeah, yeah. And you know, yeah. and, and we live in this world where going to have a massage is quite expensive, so it's a yeah. luxury, isn't it? Mm. But in reality, it's a necessity. That's why mm. in Thailand they're like three quid. Yeah. You know, obviously yeah, yeah. the exchange rate goes in our favour, but you yeah. know, they treat massages, head massages, foot massages, reflexology, all these things that we see as luxuries mm. as necessities. Right. And yeah. that's important, I think. Yeah, yeah, completely. As you say as a father that makes you a better father yeah com- completely give yourself some time. I know what happens if I don't make time for myself I become uh, you know more irritable more stressed more kind of ratty ratty you know. is a brilliant word by the way yeah yeah, yeah. I really do find that about no, myself no, no, yeah, it's exactly, something yeah, yeah. I really prefer ratty. I wasn't you know I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to use like uh, I'm trying to be a little bit um there's a couple of things I'm really trying to do at the moment one is be a little bit nicer to myself you know I kind of um, yeah. like recently I kind of um kind of went through some stuff and I kind of um, went through some recovery work that I've been working on and I kind of I was just kind of talking to someone about it and they were, they were like if you if you knew someone who talked to you the way you talked to yourself you would mm. never speak to them again oh that's mm. an important you know, thing you would never speak to that guy again mm. you know like, but you speak to yourself like that every day you know you kind of look constantly horrible to yourself you know so it's I'm trying very hard to not have that in my life. Be nice to yourself. Yeah, and just kind of go, just kind of let stuff go a little bit more. You yeah. know, kind of go, well, that's well, you know, that's maybe not perfect, but I'm not a terrible person for that. You know, yeah. it's a really interesting one because the, the way our, our mind is set up is that it wants to keep us safe, so it, mm. it, and and to do that, that's his primary role. But to do it, it it will shout negative things at us to try and steer us away. So it will, it, it, it wants to keep us safe. Don't do this. You're not right. you're not good enough to do that. Don't. Stay in this really? safe place. Yeah. yeah, it's called something called the negative bias. Really? Yeah, it's and it's it's really interesting. When you understand that, then and you understand that that's what your brain is there to do, or your mind is there to do, fundamentally keep you safe. It's going to shout negative things at you. Mm. Then you can learn to kind of almost switch it off a little bit and say, "Hey, I know you're trying to keep me safe. I'm I'm pretty safe doing that anyway. I'm going to get out." And that's kind of getting wow. over out of the comfort zone. Oh wow! So, interesting. Hey, it's really interesting. It's it's, yeah. a, it's a it's a when I learned that, I was like, "Oh god, that was so much the, neg- the negative bias." Negative bias. I heard something fascinating that made me laugh actually. Someone said that um, I think I read it in a book, but if we if we walked around and put a megaphone to everyone's thoughts, we'd all end up in prison. Um, and and that's the nature of what it is that's our mind trying to keep us safe don't get out of your comfort zone yeah you torture yourself sometimes yeah Yeah. I I do when I I suffered from really bad insomnia for a long period of my life up until recently and I used to sit there and 
watched the worst, scariest movie in my head for hours constantly, and it was completely my fault. I would just throw the worst case scenarios mm. in different situations, go back into old arguments I used to have, and just chew over them and just punish myself. Like, why are you watching this nightmare completely? And that's mm. what I that's what I did for for years and years and years. It was something that I could have easily controlled, but yeah. did not. And why, yeah, did you, yeah. why did I do that to myself? Why the hell was that? I think it's a, but it's natural, and this is a yeah. this is a massive thing for me. And that, you know, we're sitting around here now as, as three men who perhaps have done a little bit of work. Mm. If you haven't done any of this work, your mind will work in that way. You know, yeah. it's, it's that's its natural, almost sort of default way that it, yeah. it will send negative things into your into your head. And we hear, hear these thoughts and think, Jesus Christ, what's why am I thinking this? Is that me? It's being aware of your thoughts and being aware of who you are, isn't it? We can't control them, and in particular, you know, the, the society we live in. We watch the news, we read the papers, and we see all sorts of things, and it's full of challenges and difficulties yeah. and bad stuff. And we read that. We watch movies and these awful things happen and we get these pictures and we go away and our mind stores them and it throws them at us in a, as a form to keep us safe at times. So um, it's not our fault. It's how I, we can't choose what thoughts come into our head, but we can say, hey, do you know what? I, I hear what you're saying and I know why you're doing it, but I'm, yeah. I'm not going to dwell on you and actually I'm going to get over that and I'm going to go and do this anyway, despite what, what, what thoughts are coming in my head. Mm. Yeah. We can't choose those thoughts. They're going to come in. But we can right. just say, Choose actually, what we want to do with those thoughts. exactly. We can say, mm, yeah, I don't want to hear that. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, it's well. being nicer to yourself, you know, mm. like you say. Yeah, you know, it's a choice. You know, I, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. What you're saying to me right now. I know you're yeah. trying to keep me safe. I'm very safe. It's okay. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to go and do this anyway. Amazing. Um, but without, you know, most of us have never had. Well, lots of people never had any coaching to their mind. Mm. It doesn't. We don't get it at school. So you live this way, and you just think it's normal and you hear these voices that are telling you bad stuff and you think it's just you yeah. the reality is without training your mind and understanding that you, you it's difficult to move away from it and yeah. it will impact yeah, you negatively completely. and this is why it's so important i think that everyone does a bit of work man or woman you know yeah yeah completely it's um mm. it's and it's life-changing you know being kind to yourself mm. is a game changer completely yeah, yeah. it's quite a simple thing five minutes ten minutes a day it can start yeah. from that and then it can lead on to an hour or so yeah it's yeah. It's, it's the smallest move it's the, in the right direction that you need to take it's, yeah it's yeah what we could all do and it's and it's most of it is for free you know mm. it's like yeah. we always say mental health would do would be a lot better in our country if it was more if it, if it was monetized like physical yeah. health yeah you know yeah, you, yeah. You, you can't put a price on just no. giving yourself two to five minutes a day to yourself breathing because yeah. it's free you there know, are you mind gyms popping protein up shake now. For it. <laughs> yeah mind gyms there are mind gyms popping so up trying now, to monetize this it. is the start yeah i imagine mm, because right. I, for me you know mindset training or, or all this stuff is kind of where um physical health was maybe 30 40 years ago we've learned that actually we can train our bodies to be different mm. and actually i think we're just starting to understand now that the average yeah. person is just understand that our minds can be trained to, to be better you know yeah. it can become your best friend rather than your worst enemy and mm. that will make me live a better way you can train it so I, these things are popping and as up well now. do you know what if there's a class matt's not going to be there he doesn't <laughs> yeah. like classes yeah. it's not Although an essential they, yeah. they, yeah. they are brilliant because they give that sense of community they give that yeah. sense of belonging somewhere that's yeah. what yeah. I that's what I really miss about the boxing gym it was so diverse it was so much fun yeah. and we've I, be, I belong somewhere yeah. and when you move into a big city even though there's so many people uh, in London you feel very lonely at times so when you have mm. these classes these are that's mm. another 
benefit to go into these things, isn't it? That you feel like you're a part of something. Yeah, community. Of that's community. important. Yeah, it's hugely yeah. important because we're losing that somewhat, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think um, I was just, just reading um, Dr. Wrong and Chatterjee's book and he was talking about this, um, about that sense of community which is part of us as humans. We are meant to belong to mm. some kind of tribe, you know. So, um, so finding your tribe, finding your your community, having some kind of people that you kind of are uh, involved with in some way is very mm. important. You know, like I had that with CrossFit for a couple of years. I kind of, I kind of, um, uh, you know, I had this kind of like this bunch of people who were, we would go and we would work out together. But it was like, um, it was like a real sense of community. We yeah. did loads of stuff together. You know, almost a, really a cult, isn't it? Almost, almost a cult. A cult with almost CrossFit. Almost. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a mega death and get yeah. bloody knees. Almost. It's fantastic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, but um, but I love that. I love no, it so no, much. I, I yeah. get that. I get that. Yeah, so it's um, yeah, and I think um, you know, you find that with different with different things, don't you? But um, you know, it is a, it is an important part somewhere. of us where, where we're missing. I think you're in a band. You've been yeah. in many bands, and you're yeah. in a, a musical. And like when mm. you have that close proximity kind of thing with people, it's very important. That connection is it's vital. Yeah, and in totally. This social media world where we're sitting on our phones every five minutes, mm. you know, being social to millions of people possibly mm. across the globe. We're actually very isolated, and we mm. don't actually talk to people that are next to us, mm. which is, I think, and a shame. Something which is not a real life, which I find yeah. in mm. social media. Like, yeah, I, I don't think that's being social at all. I think that's portraying a lie most of the time, from mm. what I see. Yeah, mm. you know, and um, you know, you know. So, I mean, what is what is what are you really benefiting from that? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm 100% addicted to social media. <laughs> I, am, you know, I have a real problem with it. My wife is always picking me up on it. You know, but um, but I mean, a lot. And like, I'll flick through and flick through and flick through and flick through, and, and I've learned nothing about anybody really yeah. because it's completely what oh, it, people want to portray. Absolutely, you know, which is um, which we're is becoming not, so self-aware because of it. You yeah, know, we're, we're aware more than ever about our self-image and how we want to portray. Oh, mm. back in in the day, that was only pop stars and, and people that are on the TV that are very mm. aware and objectively aware of how they were portrayed yeah, to yeah. other people. Mm. We were just being ourselves, and that's, that's exactly what we were doing. But mm. now you see you know, teenagers uh, having a alter ego, having a, another version of themselves, an extended micro... Mm. Mic, mic, uh, Micro, what, what am I trying to say? I really don't know. A mic, micro, magnifying glass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Magnified version of themselves. There we go. Um, but you've yeah. got kids. Um, are mm. you going to protect them from social media? What do you do? I am at the moment. But um, I mean, that will eventually have to stop, most probably. I mean, they, they are going to have their own lives. You know, we kind of protect them as much as we can from social media right now because that's just a choice we made. But, um, you know, I mean, my oldest girl is nine. And when she goes to secondary school, you know, when she's 11, she will probably be the only girl that doesn't have a phone. Mm. So yeah. you know, we're going to have to probably address that situation mm. at that point. That's you the know? thing, and then, school. And then when you open yourself up to that, what are you, what are you, what, I don't think we know anything about this yet. We don't mm. know what world we're living in. No, you know, we no. don't know what this effect has on people. It's all changing you know, exponentially. It's all kind of like, it? um, so it's, it's kind of terrifying when it comes to kids. I mean, what they're kind of going to be, you can't overprotect either. You can't. You can't. It's but the then same we just, as we just don't know what's going on. Like yeah. I was listening to this um, 
this podcast with Elon Musk the other day blew my mind. Man. With Joe Rogan? You with Joe Rogan, yeah. Did you listen to it? I haven't actually. I've read oh about my it. God, dude, it was just yeah. a mind melter. Yeah. You know, but like what kind of world we're living in and what yeah. is about to happen in science and, yeah. and what, artificial intelligence. Yeah, but like even like to the point where you can get a chip in your brain soon, pretty soon, mm. right? That will be able to make your brain like a phone. So therefore, you can Google anything, and you can become, you can come up with the answer to something. What? He, he was like, he was like, basically, you are, you are human, right? You are a certain level of intelligence, yeah. right? But put your phone in your hand, you are a superhuman being, yeah. Right? You can answer any question, get any information you want at the at the speed of your thumb, yeah. Right? With good dial up. With yeah. good with good Wi-Fi, yeah. right? So um, so he goes that is that is how that is how fast you you can be with your phone. So what if your phone was in your brain? And that's what they're developing now to have that. So you can just go. Well, that's the answer to that. Oh my god! We become robots, so don't we? We become we become superhuman things. So emerging. Yeah, so that's gonna happen, that's, dude. Like, that's incredible. Gonna happen, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and that's that. And he's and he and, and like um, like Joe Rogan was asking him, like, well, so this is like. Not really, and, and, and Elon Musk was like, "No, this is one hundred percent." People happening. are working on it. People right, no, work, like, I have people like, working yeah, on it. Exactly, I have people working on it. This is going to happen. We're going to have something to talk about in the next eighteen months. I was yeah. like, "What?" No, no, you know, no, no. Exactly. Yeah, That's yeah. the thing with science and technology. The way it's progressing, it's yeah. you have no idea how quickly it's happening. No, no. And the and the, the, the way and the, how quickly this is progressing mm. is completely scary. Artificial intelligence mm. that's affecting us right now. This industry's been shut down all across Wales and northern parts of our, everywhere in the world. This industry industry's been shut down because of artificial intelligence. You just mm. got to go to Tesco and see how many jobs yeah. have been lost because there's now a machine mm. uh, where you serve yourself, self checkouts, yeah. and it's happening everywhere. And mm. before long, it, we ha we might have a machine or something, a being that we've created with an IQ of five thousand, mm. and we can't even fathom how intelligent that being is. So yeah. the cancer's gone in a second. We could be gone in a second yeah. all these things it's happening and it'll happen in our lifetime yeah yeah so That's i think connection saying. and unity of people and going back to what we talk about is really vital so when nobody's mm. got a job because artificial intelligence says has said do you know what we we'll do everything mm. you none yeah. of you are having jobs even the richest get away digital money you're all having the same amount of stuff you're going to be put on a set wage or whatever and, and the good ones are going to be flown to Mars easily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing nothing, everybody then will have to go back to communication, talking and finding what they're good at. So mm. it'll be people like you, Matt, you'll go, actually, I'm, I'm really good at performing and I, mm. and I really want to perform. I'm going to put on performances mm. and I'm going to do that in my local community and we'll start to do stuff that actually means something mm. to us. That's the positive side of artificial intelligence. Mm. The negative side, obviously, is that they just go, you're all a bunch of idiots. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The big We've robot. all seen Terminator 2. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really interesting one though isn't it because it kind of feels like they can play with our heads but can they actually play with our hearts you know can we is, is that that sense of connection that we touched on you know can can artificial intelligence can a chip still give us that that sense of love you know that yeah. sense of purpose that, mm. yeah, and I don't think it probably ever can and no. that's always going to be and that's going to 
become more and more. I mean, it's so important. It feels like we're losing it all the time now. We're, you know, everything is instant fixes, instant likes, instant gratification, ice cream quickly. All that feels nice, and you forget about actually what your real purpose, what really makes you fulfilled at a deeper level. Mm. Um, uh, I remember watching a, a documentary on Netflix. I think it was called Happiness, and it showed this Indian family, and the dad every day. Uh, he went out and his job was carrying a cart so people would sit in the back of the cart and he would carry them from A to B and then he would go home to his mud house um, with the community which was about 10 others and he was the happiest man alive he had his family there he had the community around him because he had that sense of connection and belonging and purpose and and purpose you know the the, the, the camaraderie and the connection he had was his purpose you know seeing them speaking to them feeling them hearing them uh, I suppose it's a very fulfilling job. You have a start, middle, and an end every single day. You go out and you yeah. do your job, and you come back, and that's enough. It was enough, and yeah. he's so happy. You know, he, yeah. they, they converted how much he earned, obviously, which was nothing. He had no possessions, anything, but but that sense of community was gave him everything. Mm. You know, so for all these chips and everything else, can they play with a heart? And is it actually a heart that gives us that real sense of fulfillment? You know, we can buy the car, we can have the house. Mm. Actually, how long does that make us happy for? Before exactly. we get tired of it, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, um, it was a real interesting one for me, and and all this stuff, artificial intelligence. I mean, where it's all going to go, God knows. But what yeah. it all comes back to for me is still we need to connect with our hearts. We need to connect with that sense of yeah, exactly. Love, artificial you know? intelligence yeah. can't replicate the, no. an, an emotion. No, I don't believe all that. the kind of big guys in Silicon Valley all have flip phones. You know, they don't yeah. have um, they don't have um, yeah. like smartphones or anything because really? they know they know what it's doing. You yeah. know, like they Gosh. know what what yeah. we're becoming. You know, so yeah. they're kind of one step ahead of the curve. I miss of my old flip phone. Yeah. When I you hang up on somebody, goodbye, That's when people used to phone each other. By the way, <laughs> exactly. you know these things when you phone. Yeah, <laughs> we, Matt phoned me this morning. I was like, what the hell? What's happening? What's happening? Oh my god, it's an emergency. Matt, it's, it's, it's been heavily documented that you've been through some tough times in your life. Yeah. Yeah, and, and how long since those tough, tough times has it been? Well, I, kind of, um, I haven't had a drink for nine years. Congratulations. Oh, I stopped drinking nine years ago. And um, since then, since kind of finding out that I had a problem with alcohol, I've then since found out I've had a problem with pretty much everything you can have a problem with. You know, so <laughs> so um, I, I am clean and sober today, you know, yeah. like, and, and that's all that I, I thank God for a clean and sober day. But um, I'm constantly working on everything. It's so an everyday of, process. Yeah, I'm an addict in every sense of the word. You know, oh, really? Like, and, I will, and I will find different ways to, find, to feed addiction in my life. You know, and I, and I don't even notice they're coming. You know, oh, if I'm really? honest, and suddenly I'm like, oh, now I'm cross addicting to this, and I'm blah blah blah. blah. You know, so so it wasn't necessarily alcohol <coughs> or, or anything else. It was just the way, the feeling that you have towards. Yeah, anything. I think I think I have. Um, I suffer from the disease of addiction. You know, I can, um, like for instance, I, I I put down alcohol and picked up different drugs. You know, like at different points. You know, and kind of had problems with them, and didn't really see that coming because drugs are never a problem for me. You know, alcohol was my problem. Mm. When actually, everything's a problem for mm. me. Like anything that takes me away from feeling the way I feel is a problem for me because um, I have learned that I cannot deal with how I feel. You know, so I will do anything possible to take to to take that away. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and I will use anything I can to change the way I feel. You know, so I'm trying. I'm, I'm for the last kind of like couple of years. I've been really working on not doing that. 
so kind of dealing with feelings and kind of dealing with them and kind of understanding that that's part of being human and actually mm. you have to feel that yeah you know, and kind of um, and going through that you know rather than trying to find something else to change the way I feel how, mm. how long ago did you notice that you were you had you, you suffered from addiction is it uh, well, been something in your life I, your entire so, life I mean when I think back right when I think back to the earliest time like I was I was mildly asthmatic when I was a kid, right? And I used to hide under my duvet and take as many hits of my asthma inhaler as I possibly could when I was about seven. Wow. You know, because it would make my head throb, you know, and make my, my lips tingle. And I'd do that. <laughs> like, and so I had to have this nebulizer at school in my lunch break because everyone thought I was the most asthmatic kid in the world because <laughs> my inhaler was always empty. You know, but I'd just be sitting and getting high under my bed at like seven years old. You know, wow. so I've kind of always had this in me, this kind of way to kind of find different ways to kind of get away from dealing with who I am and how I feel. And, okay. you so know. when you were seven? Probably. That's wow. the earliest time the earliest I can think memory. of it. Yeah, like seven, eight, something like that. Is it a case of then transferring that uh, addictive personality <coughs> onto something, just being aware of who you are, I'm an addict, but I tell you what, I'm going to go and push this addiction into training or something positive. Can you do that? Can you transfer the... I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can make it... A, um, I mean, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't dislike the fact that I'm an addict. I would prefer not to be, probably, if I think about it. I'd love to be able to go to the pub and have a beer with my friends, or mm. you know, or or you know, or whatever, you know. But um, but that's that I've tried that so many times in my life and failed miserably every single time, you know. So it's um, it's um, that is never going to happen for me. But um, but I um, I I don't know certain parts of that behavior I like. <laughs> Do you know, like certain parts it of makes me makes you who you are makes me who I am yeah. you know it makes me a little bit obsessive about certain things but that makes me get certain things right sometimes and I will keep working at something and become obsessively compulsive about it and make, that makes you good at what you makes do makes me good at what mm -hmm. I do yeah. in certain aspects of my life you know so it's um it's different and also you know like um but like I think being you know going through those tough times especially kind of quitting drinking i think back to that as being one of the hardest moments of my life like actually finally stopping drinking alcohol was um was a real struggle like a day-to-day -day struggle. i couldn't get a day i couldn't get a day sober you know at one point i was struggling to make it to like 1 p.m in the afternoon and i just couldn't get that first day and that's all you need was just one just wanted one day just one day sober one day sober i remember trying every day and failing failing and failing and um, and um and uh and then i got a day you know and then i got two days and then i got three days you know and suddenly like things just become you know and it just became easier you know and, like mm. it's that i think it's once you start once you get momentum on anything i think you know for me it was about um, I had to do the work. I had to do what I was told, which I'm not very good at. You know, I had to go to certain meetings and certain places and get a sponsor and find different people to kind of teach me about addiction, what and who I was and why I behaved the way I behave. And maybe mm. if I do these things, I can rectify this behavior in some way that can make me deal with it on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's all I try and do. You know, I don't try and be perfect. I just try and not you know not be i don't know um i try to um i i try and stay uh, stay clean and sober every day by doing what i'm told yeah <laughs> you know, and like, like yeah. and i follow this set of rules and like as long as i do that they seem to work for me 
you very know, much like your your training you needed a plan completely yeah. I need a plan because left to my, left to my own devices I'm a self-destructive horrible human being you know who will lie and cheat his way to get anything to kind of make his fix you know so yeah. I, will, I will do that and like um and so um so I need um, and also, but uh, but my head tells me I'm fine. That's the that's the worrying thing. My head tells me I'm not an addict. I don't have a problem with well, drugs. Well, that's the thing. Mm. We, we, we had the same thing with Davina mm. McCall recently. Mm. It, when you're in that situation, you value her, in her case, it was heroin, more than anything else in the entire world. Mm. You'll do whatever it takes. You'll lie and cheat and you'll do anything to get to that one point. And if you can convince yourself that you're not an addict, Mm. You don't need it because because she was kind of middle class and getting away with it. It was it was actually okay. She wasn't living outside Tesco, so it was okay. Yeah, well, she you know, said she didn't inject, didn't she? she so, yeah, so that if was I'm not that, injecting. I'm she not injecting. Addict. Okay, right. And that was yeah. her validation in her own head. Mm. But that's that. I've seen that. I've seen that with people, with friends of mine. It's a it's a mask. It's a you've convinced yourself. And yeah. when you can, mm. when a human can convince themselves mm. that is, that they're living a lie or they're, they're not yeah. in their own reality, that's a very powerful mm. that's very yeah. dangerous yeah. yeah it's very dangerous and I think um, like as a, a you know they say they say that your your addict is um, is a very cunning addict you know like so he will ju- just um, like he'll prop up all the time to me and turn, whisper in my ear you know <laughs> like um, like for instance I never had a I did cocaine a few times like like every now and then when I'll be drinking just to kind of keep me sober I thought it would be a, a we called it a sharpener. A sharpener. So, so you know, I'd be a bit pissed. I'd do a couple of lines. I'd be all right. Back in the game, you know. Ooh. But I never had a problem with coke, you know. Okay. And then so you know, got sober. Thought, oh, no, I'll try a little bit of coke. Mm. You know, what a fucking ridiculous thing to say. You know, like so tried that, and then I was on that wagon for a long time. Oh really? You know, I had to try and and that was um, but I hated it. I hated everything about cocaine. Mm. Like I hated the way it made me feel. Hated. The, what it would make me say, hated everything about it, didn't like the feeling, couldn't stop doing it. You know, mm. like that's the madness that you're in. Apparently, you know, it's like, very Moorish. It's it's delicious, <laughs> you know, but it's um it's horrible. It's a disgusting, horrible oh, thing. Gosh. You know, like um, you know, but um, and I hated it. I hated everything about it, but mm. I couldn't stop doing it. You know, so that's 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 who I am. You know, in some way, that's my my illness will, yeah. will tell me these things. You know, you don't need this. You're fine. You don't even like this stuff. Mm. You know, but you can't stop doing it. It was yeah. filling a void, wasn't it? For alcohol, there was a you took alcohol away. Yeah. There's this massive space. What yeah. do I need something, something to something to fill it? Yeah, totally. Um, they say that a lot in in, in 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 recovery as well. Like, it's like you have this hole within you, mm. and you just try and shove whatever the everything you can into it, into it just mm. to kind of fill this hole. But it's a never-ending hole. Mm. You know, but it and, um, that that attitude towards life works in other areas of your life wonderfully. Yeah. You're a brilliant bass guitarist. Yeah, yeah. And you're a brilliant musician and a talented yeah. performer. And like when mm. you throw it into that area, you're amazing. It's wonderful. It works yeah. really well. But then yeah. if it creeps into something negative, also really horrendous for you. It's very yeah. similar to I think you know nature and nurture. Um, between if somebody was born with that type of mindset and channeled into politics, they become par- uh, like prime minister because it's, a, it's an obsessive compulsive order that ch- channeled in the right direction with the right nature and nurture, you can become a head of state or a mm. business, really high class businessman. Yeah, if you're channeled yeah. in the wrong direction, yeah. mm. using that mindset or a certain specific obsessive compulsive nature, channeled in the wrong way right way is it's it's so important to have that right surroundings and environment around you isn't it yeah definitely i think that's what's um why i think in certain aspects of recovery it's groups 
meetings and yeah. groups of people because you get strength in numbers. Yeah. You get strength from other addicts and other people in recovery. You know, um, I find that that has been the biggest change of my life. You yeah. Know, just kind of finding these rooms and finding these Do you still do all that? All the time, regularly, a couple of times a week. Oh, really? You know, yeah. And does it, is it that gives you accountability? Just big accountability, you know, but um, but I've I've took my foot off the gas a few times with that and ended up fucked, you know. Like whenever whenever I whenever I don't do what I'm told, <laughs> you know, whenever I um, like once I had a I had a drugs counselor who said the most amazing thing to me. He said, Matt, you should never go inside your own head without an adult present. Wow. I was like, I was like, okay. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Okay. Okay. Cool. Do you know what? With I stick with that, and I'm like, yeah. right, you're right. Because as soon as I go in there, I whisper crazy shit to myself, and I God. get myself in trouble. You know, and I'm not prepared to do that anymore. You know, like mm. I've kind of made, you know, I'm, I've I've worked too hard to kind of get to get derailed again. You know, mm. and I'm not willing to. You know, I know what works for me, mm. and if it works for me, then I'm going to keep doing it yeah. because I know what when it, what happens when it doesn't work. You know, and um, and I don't want that to happen anymore. And it's a daily process. It's something you work. Yeah, on. You, I, I, I do. I do certain on. things for recovery every single day. Wake up, say my prayers. You know, I don't know who I'm praying to. But yeah, <laughs> are you religious? Yeah, no, not at all. Not whatsoever. Just I a higher I'm, being. Just a something. higher power. You know, I have a higher power who I pray to and ask for a clean and sober day and when I finish my day I, my head goes on my pillow and I pray and say thank you for a clean and sober day I do that every day oh, I have different things I do which I work on in recovery you know I kind of um, I reach out to newcomers and new addicts and kind of try and help people as much as I can and that's kind of part of it you know kind of like helping other people through it keeps you sober mm. you know which is bizarre and, and it's well, when you have you that know. routine that's great mm. but you don't live in a life that has routine you, no. your, your job is constantly changing and evolving mm. and one of the things that st- struck out with me like the, the band that you were in busted that broke up mm. uh, how did that affect you was that positive or negative at that time uh, do you know what I think it was negative you know the, the thing is I was in trouble before the band ended yeah. I was a massive alcoholic before the band ended but um, but then not having something to do every day was the worst thing for me. Okay, you know, so that kind of spiraled me into much more daily using. And then I think um, then I did a solo record, which to be honest, I wasn't in a fit state to do, and it kind of it kind of messed with me a little bit, you know. And then um, and then that didn't work, which went even more yeah. wrong for me, you know, personally. So I think I think loads of things kind of. Um, uh, affected me but I think that I think I don't really think being in a band is what made me the way I am like I think people th- maybe think that they're like oh you're in a, a band and you live that kind of it's around you constantly. surround you yeah. that kind of kind of bullshit rock and roll life or whatever you know but that's I would have been the same if I worked in Tesco or is, worked in a mm-hmm. bank or do anything I'm a addict through and through this is really interesting because the next question was going to be because you obviously had some time off from the band mm. and then you went off became the king of the jungle yeah. I mean congrats Thanks. and and then <laughs> after that you got back together four years five years ago I remember McBustin yeah yeah. Uh, yeah one of my things as being your friend and knowing you um, was oh god he's going back into that world mm. he's going to be surrounded by, I don't know what this imaginary rock and roll lifestyle you've yeah. all read like Motley Crue's book and, like, and it's that type of thing it's that fear so it, that didn't affect you that wasn't a fear oh my god I'm going back into this it's exciting but I'm going to go back maybe into a self-destructive world was that the case? yeah 
Yeah, it was a bit it was terrifying. A fear. It was a fear. It was a definite fear. It still is. You know, like um, I'm surrounded in a world. When I'm when I'm in the band, there is a certain thing that happens on tour and a certain thing that happens on, on the road, which is a different lifestyle mm. to what I normally lead. But I keep myself very safe. You know, yeah. I have certain things which I do to keep myself as safe as I possibly can. You know, and and um, and as long as I do them, they work. Yeah. You know, so um, so um, but it is um, but it is a different life. Like it is a very different life to my life. I no, think. hardly any rules. I can imagine. No, no, not yeah. at all. And, that, and that, but the thing is that I just, you know, like it's different. I think it comes to different points in your life where you want different things from things. You know, like um, like I want different things from Busted now. Yeah. Like, I don't necessarily want to be on tour for eight months next year. Mm. I just don't. Yeah. You know, so I won't. You know, so, you know, like, it's just <laughs> no, like... that um, helps, yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm at a point in my life now where I'm just like, I want to do what I want to do with my life. And like, um, and luckily the band is kind of at a point now where we can kind of do that. We can kind of pick and choose what we do in a way, you know, and kind of find stuff. Like, I love acting more than anything in the world. And I try to do as much of that as possible. I also love being in a band. Yeah. So I have this massively two things which clash with each other and timing-wise is, is, is a nightmare. But... You know, I'm, I try very hard to keep them both afloat so I can keep uh, a happy yeah. life, you know. I just, what, so what I think really sort of shines through in everything you're saying, which is, is really powerful, I think, is that just how connected you become with yourself and you have to look hard in the mirror and say, doing these things, they naturally kind of feel fun. My, and my mind is drawing me towards these things, but you've had the strength within yourself to say, hey, these things aren't working for me and as much as I'm drawn towards them I've learned within myself what it does work and what doesn't work and sometimes I have to go against the grain I have to get out of my comfort zone to do things because I know that works better and tomorrow I'll be a better person for it yeah. which is a real strength of character I think and, and, and that's probably why you're in the place you are now is what it feels like to me in a, in a good place rather than having gone down a different path and you know in a drain somewhere yeah yeah because you valued yourself I'm gonna this works for me I'm gonna do it it's hard but I value my life and I value what works for me which is a huge testament I think it's powerful I think um, I think one of the biggest things I'm trying to work on which is it's just an ongoing battle but it's not making ego-based decisions, mm. which is so hard. Mm. And I don't realize I'm doing it, mm. but like I make so many decisions, I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's really cool because that'll make me look great. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When yeah. really, I don't want to yeah. do that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's not what I want at all, but yeah. like, mm. that's, 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 there's so many, especially in my, the two things I do for work are driven by egos, you know? So it's yeah. kind of like, it's kind of not allowing that to happen to myself, going, actually, what do I want? What do I really want? Exactly. You know, what do I want to achieve? And what and why, and you know? That's a message for everyone. You know, you yeah. were, you were in a place where, as you say, there was huge ego opportunities. You could mm. really feel your ego massively. You know, everyone's screaming at you. And that, but that's a message for everyone. You know, other people get ego hits in all sorts of much lesser ways, but mm. they're still ego hits. And actually, do they fulfill us? Mm. You know, they give us little highs, but then we sink, but the high goes, and then we sink back into our normal life. And how are we feeling about our normal life, you know, outside of that little ego hit? Yeah. And that's what we've got to work on, I think. And you, mm. that's what you really have worked on, to me. Yeah. It's like, it's like what am I without the band sometimes? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's what I feel yeah. like. I'm like, what am I without yeah. being in this in this band yeah like is it that important to me yeah you know and, and luckily I don't have to I don't have to to do that do you know what I mean but it's like um I have to kind of think about that every now and again because um because otherwise you can become too 
obsessed with what you have and what you what other people think of you you know rather than actually what you are as a person yeah, yeah. being proud of actually I, yeah. the big analogy I always think for myself is my life changed actually when I made the decision was to stop doing what I thought society wanted and what my ego wanted and mm. actually start doing what made me feel real proud so when I looked yeah. at myself in the mirror I could at the end of the day go well done Ben pat myself on the back well done Ben I'm, you know, I'm proud of who you are today yeah. so you've made, you made decisions that are right for you yeah, you know. Yeah, that's sometimes big. that's running towards things that terrify you massively. Do you mean like, a lot of the time? That, yeah, exactly. A lot of the time, that's what I'm finding. The more yeah. and more I, I look at things, I'm like, I'm doing things that really scare me and are terrifying. Yeah. Whereas the other stuff, the ego best stuff, is quite easy. Yeah. You know, like um, but um, and the stuff that doesn't really, no one really knows about or doesn't really account to anything yeah. is the most terrifying, awful shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I'm doing more of that. Yeah. Why? Yeah, <laughs> crazy, crazy person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's interesting yeah. is yeah. this is ever evolving. It's always something new, like how you value things, what you need from life. Mm. You know, jobs come and go, and, and family happens, and all. All your your perspective is always constantly changing, isn't mm. it? That's yeah. that's one thing that I I deal with is because the goalposts of goals and winning in life yeah. co- constantly changes with me because then mm. ego jumps in. You know, but I want to buy a place. Is that ego? Or is that society saying that you're 35? You should have a place in London by now and that and I'm that's my process totally being yeah, aware yeah. of that is so important yeah, going, yeah. Do you know what why am I getting so antsy and so mm. aggy about this bloody apartment in Brixton yeah why yeah, do yeah. I really want yeah, it yeah, yeah. and then I go actually no no I really want it I've just met somebody that's amazing and I want to have a place for us yeah and I want to have something I want yeah you know, I, I want to be a grown-up I want a future yeah. I want all that type of stuff yeah. yeah and you go that's a good reason to do it yeah, yeah. that's yeah, a good yeah. reason to do it otherwise you'd be trying to spend tons more money in do, trying to do it in, Ch- in Chelsea yeah, or somewhere yeah, exactly. just because yeah, totally. I want my, my own pad yeah, yeah. and that's just redefining for me that's something recent mm. that's something that's ever evolving it's just being aware of why you want things and what you want yeah. it's constantly changing self-awareness yeah. isn't it it's, it's, it's crucial it's, yeah, if, it's we don't, if we don't become self-aware we are, we are I always call it autopilot we, live, we just we'll follow I was autopilot for 30 mm, years same, same. <laughs> it's easy that's the easy route you know, yeah. much, when you do something for yourself often people look at you and go what the hell are you doing that's yeah like you said you know mm. and you're like well in you, you, sometimes you don't even know but in your head you're thinking I'm doing this because it makes me proud rather than doing this because you think I'm then a lad or cool yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. Yeah. but people don't understand that necessarily self-awareness of what works for you and that to me is what you've really nailed mm. you've become very very self-aware of mm. what works well, for you well trying to I, 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 I fall but down regularly but no but that's but part trying of it is part yeah. of that process yeah, yeah. none process of us are perfect paradise, isn't it? we've talked about this yeah. like having the goals are one thing but enjoying the middle bit I'm going to say yeah. it Journey. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first time. We've done so well today. Take your shots, people. <laughs> journey, journey bingo, we play. <laughs> Just one. That's all right, That's actually, isn't it? We nearly got That's through for a long time. No, I can't. I can't. When I talk about process, journey pops out of me. <laughs> it does. It's a plop. It would have felt uh, wrong if we'd gone all the way through without saying it. It so would have felt you. wrong. Yeah, exactly. yeah, we yeah, should yeah, get a t-shirt should. maybe. Journey. Yeah. Yeah. That's for another day. We'll talk about merch later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. The For me, personally... The, the idea of the goal is one thing. That always constantly changes because mm. life just changes. Uh, but the actual in-between bit, the, the paradise is in the process. And that's mm. one thing that I've learned is yeah. that you're always constantly trying. You might take what, two backward steps sometimes, but yeah. that's okay because as yeah. long as you keep moving forward. Yeah. That's my mantra. That's my thing. Keep moving forward. But there's yeah. massive power I think in just having a vision or the po- and the possibility of giving yourself a chance. You know, you say you know, you're trying, you're trying. 
that that is half the battle you're giving mm. yourself a chance and trying if you don't try you're lost yeah. You, yeah. you don't have a chance even if it's self care if you try and do two minutes of breathing you know, it's better than nothing yeah. as long yeah. as you're just aware that you need to do this yeah. at some point you will do it like you say you need to get through a day you got mm. to 1pm then you got through a day then it's two days then it's nine years yeah. it's, a pro- yeah. it's a process Give and it's not always vision. easy no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, we can, it's never easy. It's never, nothing's easy. Yeah. Nothing worth it is ever easy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly um, that. Yeah. We, we usually wrap things up with a, with a question. Okay. Uh, that would f- the same for everybody. Um, no, we always ask um, our guests um, if they could go back to a time when they felt the most vulnerable and the most. Um, um, insecure and, and the, the bad part of their life the worst time of their life if you mm. could go back in time and have a little chat with yourself um, what would you say to that young Matt going through a difficult time um, I don't know if young Matt would listen but um, but I think I, I think I would I would tell him do you know what like, I always thought that I had so many things wrong with me I always thought that if anyone really knew, I would get locked up. Like, I, I really thought that I was a genuine crazy person. Like, at any moment, people were going to find out and take me away. You know, I thought I had all these things wrong with me. Like, everything was everything was bad. You know, and then I just took alcohol out of the equation, right? And suddenly, everything kind of got better. You know, and suddenly, all these things disappeared. You know, for me, this is just for me. Mm. You know, so um, so my problem was that I was just kind of just not really ever dealing with anything I was just kind of just drinking myself stupid every day to not feel anything and to kind of get away from really being understanding why I felt the way I felt you know and so um so I would I would say just stop drinking <laughs> please stop drinking you know and like um uh, but I wouldn't listen because I had a million people tell me to stop drinking you know and I didn't listen until I was ready you know and yeah. I think that's one thing with with our colleagues and addicts, you know, until you're ready personally, no one can get through to you, you know. Mm. But um, but maybe a future version of yourself would. Maybe you're right. If yeah. I came down to myself, that would properly freak me out. <laughs> yeah, because you you're and a beefcake now. Let's yeah, be I'd honest. Tell myself to have a <laughs> Kick the shit out of all of you. That's lovely stuff. Yeah. Thank yeah. You Wipe so your eyeliner off and shut up, my little <laughs> shut man. Shut up, you. Yeah, yeah. Get in the corner. Stop <laughs> fucking drinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, you're an absolute star. Thank you Thank so much you. for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. You're going to help me really very much. You are. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you so much, Matt. Um, your message and uh, that conversation was going to help a lot of people. It helped me. It, it really did. It was a special moment, that. Yeah, he's incredible, Matt, isn't he? he just the willingness to accept that actually not everything's easy but I'm, I'm here to fight that and I'm here to, to, to make the best of what I've got and uh, he's inspiring yeah, what I loved about it when he said that he, he accepts the person that he is now he's accepted that he's got an addictive personality and he's, that's a part of him and that's who he is that was a huge thing for me I, I, we're learning all the time with this. This is fantastic free therapy for us, isn't it? This is one of the things, and the conversations we get to have, yeah. Live, you know, with those people, it's a oh, privilege, right? And that was one of them. Yeah. That well, we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you did. And um, please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're on Twitter, we're TNP Podcast, and Instagram, The Naked Professors. Yes, as well. Rate, review, and subscribe. I don't know what that means, but it's a good thing. Put all the stars. 
five stars do all of the stars tell your friends send pigeons to people in far far places far away Matt we're sounding desperate now <laughs> yeah I don't know what to do but if, I hope you enjoyed that and uh, we'll be back next week thank you very much thanks for listening <laughs>